0: This is the illustrious Mike Pay Easton Another week has gone by (laughs) Another week of Seth trying to dull my shine And I'm still so shiny, so bright I have to pass the microphone to someone else His hair's on fire Woo!
1: (laughs) Yeah, so that happened (laughs) I'm Jordan Lowe
2: I can't believe it's been a whole week since we've done this Boy,
1: I've missed you guys
2: So, once again, I'm Cliff Barnes
3: all right, now I'm Seth. Guys, we're doing a list. It's list time. I got the Gray's Sports Almanac out, where we're now keeping all our top ten lists, chronicling it for we future need, generations. We
1: need a top ten theme song. Like Cliff made some great. Oh man, drop no music, pressure. So we need hey, wow. like,
3: everybody. You you will have already heard at the beginning of this top our top ten. 10
1: Gonna rake stuff.
3: <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Is, that is, <laughs> that's it. You are hearing the original <laughs> lyrics that were in the song at the beginning of the show.
1: <laughs> this is when they were first recorded. Don't argue with me, we got things to say.
3: <laughs> <laughs> top 10. ka Perfect, okay. So, what list we're doing today? We we have,
0: we kind of, we I don't give up. need you for a oh, second. Of yeah, course.
1: <laughs> I was waiting. You were like on the edge of
0: your seat. Well, I was listening to last week's podcast and our <laughs> whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so funny. <laughs> okay. There was no need to ever. <laughs> what, is, uh, what is
1: today's date, by the way? I'm, I'm forgetting. Pull
0: up a newspaper. <laughs> anyway. About the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, review that we did. Oh, I can't even remember. That was so long ago. Did we like it? We left the most important part of the review out.
1: What? Don't spoil anything because they may not have... Yeah. We gave ample spoiler warnings.
0: Well, this is to do with music. We did not reference the greatest movie that was written just for this movie. Like, because each volume has (laughs) been... The greatest movie
1: that that's we've ever read. That's kind of a spoiler movie. though.
0: Is it? Yeah. Okay. Alright. Oh my god. Well, I'll catch you next we'll week. We'll have to wait a
1: whole nother week. Yeah. It will have been three weeks since we talked about
3: <laughs> my gosh. I won't even be hanging out with you guys anymore. <laughs> wow, that was a waste of time. That was the thing. Okay, okay so, let's just cut all of that. Yeah, please, cut all that, Cliff. Um, <laughs> Except for the song, because that was rad. <laughs> <laughs> that was a rad song. Okay. So. This list, this week we're doing the top ten, each of our top tens. Wait,
1: isn't Jesse coming next week? Yes. I hope. He well, then confirmed. we can't spoil it. It's going to have to be four weeks, Michael. Please remember, <laughs> four, four weeks month. from now, we have to talk about the end credits of Guardians of the Galaxy.
2: Four weeks. It'll, It'll be back. out on DVD by then. <laughs> <laughs> Face.
1: Special guest Jesse Starcher coming next week, so stay tuned. But we have more important things to do, like interrupt set.
3: That's fine. We're doing the <laughs> our current top ten TV or streaming shows currently in production, not canceled yet. Shows that we have enjoyed, as far as we know, are yeah. still on the air. They could be in their tenth season. They could be in their first season. This, these are shows that have aired. But they are still airing; have not finished yet; haven't wrapped up.
1: So, so this is tough. It's not it's not an all time list, no. Because a lot of the best shows ever aren't making any new ones. So, well, I was just thinking we're, we're trying, trying to about, find the best stuff. Yeah, we, we can talk find.
3: about these shows all the time, and I was like, I really don't know which of these shows these guys really like the most. I want to know what you like the most and see what I'm dealing with here. <laughs> um, and we and we didn't. As usual, everybody kinda has their own rules in their head, so we'll kinda discuss as we go what really flies or not. But like what uh, at one point um Cliff's favorite fictional character was Walt Disney. <laughs> well <laughs> So we kinda whatever with that. One
0: list. thing that I figured out by doing this list, like, I don't watch anything realistic or serious at all. Yeah. Oh that's that's fine.
1: Well again, okay. I there, you know, there may have been things that I might have made my top ten, but I thought, well, more people have it. So I'll do something a little more obscure. So we try to have a good mixture of things. So hopefully we get a good cross-section and there aren't too many repeats. So starting with Cliff's number 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made Cliff Markoff as number 11. That's
3: unfair. Come on. You only get ten, Cliff. So what's your number ten favorite show currently happening?
2: Number ten. Number ten.
3: Formerly number 11. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars Rebels. Oh, we knew this was going to be on here. You I was know, surprised well. to see it. I'm surprised it's ranked so this ranks low.
4: It was a simple story about a boy
3: who was lost and a girl who was broken. They fought alongside a survivor,
4: a war veteran and a fallen knight. I led them into battle against an evil so terrible it tried to black out the stars. We fought for each other. We fought for those who could not. But we never imagined it would end like this.
2: Yeah, I'll just leave that be. Um, (laughs) This is the only animated show I have uh, on my list, so
0: I wasn't afraid of ruining any equipment. I would have spit water right there.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I, I just, I've been into the show, um, and and it's a show I think gets a little better every season as we are you know we're fully engulfed in Star Wars now this is kind of a it, it's a nice little this is for the hardcore Star
3: Wars I, fans because yeah, it, you're it'll getting give a lot the of fix your Star Wars fix yeah. every week you're getting stuff that you famously like to laud over us that this is canon <laughs> and that yeah. and that, that means a little something extra to you when you watch this and i get that you're know, like okay this is this i know that this is a part of the Star Wars universe and so you're getting that fixed plus it fills in little gaps. It fills in, in little
2: gaps because you have your own story going on um, within the, the known universe and then we get little they throw in a Billy D. Williams or an Obi Wan Kenobi or,
3: or Mon many Mothma times in there. I done that Throwing in a Billy D Well,
0: Colt forty five <clears throat> which I always like to point out about Rebels is that I was the one that told Cliff to watch his show. And then, was but I'm the one that watched it. I were recording, is you telling me? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, do- I
1: want to say real quick, uh, I want to thank you also for this Star Wars Rebels love because, uh, on free comic book day here recently, I ran into Aaron, who is part of the Blind Wave uh, mm-hmm. crew on YouTube, and they had been at Star Wars Celebration. And right. I asked him how their trip was, and oh, what did you get to see down there? And he said, uh, he was listing all the panels they got to see. And he's like, oh, we also talked to Dave, Fil- or we got to hear Dave, Dave, Dave Filoni. Filoni. He's like, do you know who that is? I was like, yes, I know who Dave <laughs> Filoni is. So I was, I didn't feel like a noob. You were in the, no- yeah, in I the know. I knew exactly who Dave Filoni yeah. was. Showrunner of Rebels that Cliff brings up <laughs> nearly every week. So I felt good about my knowledge. We're all learning I'm here.
3: That's right. That's right. So so great. That's Disney cool. XD. Yes. And what season is that? This is about to do the final season, fourth season, yeah, we're entering season. Yeah, we just four. heard that. Okay, so Jordan, what is your number 10 show?
1: My number 10 it's been on for over 20 years. And it's not as good as it used to be, but I had to add it to my list just for the importance it's had on my life and the the long-running uh strength of late night comedy. Do you remember Conan.
0: Do you remember time before this show? I remember
1: you stepping on my reveal
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> it's all over like a bathroom. No,
1: I don't. I watched Conan I'm I'm a little bit younger than that Gen X crowd that grew up on Letterman and who, who worshipped at the feet of Letterman. I when I grew up, Conan was maybe in a second or third season. It was that still just Anything goes Late yeah. night show Where he, he He idolized Letterman And would do the mm-hmm. craziest things He could think of And I swear I got less than six hours sleep Through high school My entire high school career Cause I had to be up at I lived out in the sticks You know the bus ride I had to be up at like 6am mm-hmm. So I never went to sleep Before the first comedy bit Because yep. he would do the monologue And then there would be a silly bit And then the first guest And if I really liked the guest I would stay up at least for the guest you know, Sometimes I watch the whole thing, but I never went to sleep before 1 a.m. and that first comedy bit, because you never knew what was going to happen. And I really think that helped shape what I think is funny, uh, what I think late-night TV should be. I still think Conan is the best interviewer on late-night TV. So the comedy, you know, sometimes the bits can get repetitive and things, but... Some of the most original late night comedy of all time he has done. And I don't watch it every night like I used to. It's not as, as vital the comedy. He's kind of the elder statesman, if you can believe it. He's probably been on the air longer than anyone in late night right now, but I still, I still respect the heck out of him. And I, I love Conan O'Brien.
2: I did the same thing in high school. I can remember when. I can remember uh the cover of TV Guide when Conan came on board just about soon after that. They had kind of like a character uh characterized cover of TV Guide that had Leno and Conan it was like all oh, the new breed of late night type thing. Oh, that was the
1: big late night war <coughs> yeah. era was a big.
2: But I too, Conan was my favorite. I I used to watch Letterman and I like Letterman, but when Conan came on after the Tonight Show, I instantly loved it cuz it was so different, it was so wild and those early Conan years or late late what was it late night um back then were some of the greatest bits ever and i would always make sure i at least watched the monologue
3: yeah but what was the documentary he did a documentary not uh, a few years ago it was on Netflix it was so good uh
1: it was after he lost tonight show yes. it was kind of following him on tour as he mm-hmm. was overcoming he, his dream job was to host the tonight show. That's all he ever wanted. Right. And he lost that and had to kind of, he was creating a live show. I, yeah, I don't remember I don't the it was name like of can't the documentary.
3: Or something like that. I can't yeah. remember, but, it, but it was really good and it made me have a greater appreciation for him. I, I like Conan. Um, I didn't put any of these late night shows on my list and wasn't, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I definitely qualifies for our list. It just didn't register Occurred with me. It did. I thought, actually, I, well, I thought of like same uh, thing
0: like Saturday Night Live, like that's one of my favorites, but I didn't think to put it on. I
3: I, I considered it, but it's so you know it's so it's such a low percentage. I I watch every episode of Saturday Night Live, but it's only a certain percentage of them are actually any good. And the uh and I almost thought of like last week tonight. With John Oliver, mm-hmm. which, That's is, great which is great. Yeah, but I didn't know, think of that. Who I think who does better than anybody uh, as far as their first segments is, uh, Seth Myers is killing it. Way yeah. better than I thought he would ever be. Um, but yeah, I love Conan. He just, some, so many classic interviews he's yeah. done. there
2: and, is a classic Conan bit that I used to love from, he, he wasn't very far into it. But it was one of the ones where like him and a camera guy would go and they they like go through the New York subway or something like that, and he meets all these crazy people that just out you know he'd just run into him and go up and try and talk to them. Oh, yeah. and, and oh, i'm trying and there was a guy on it, and I can't think of it now
1: when he went to Texas. They were recording shows live in Texas. You know? uh-huh. He's like, where's your fat little friend? was
4: yes. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> it!
1: Yeah, because some city in Texas played late night at like 3 in the morning. Yes. And he went to that city to see if anyone knew who he was. trying to watch
0: Yeah, I'm trying to watch my own show. What's that? I said I don't show that in Houston. No, on at 2.40 in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, but they don't don't show that kind of crap in Houston. No, 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 no. We're the good crap now. Oh, you're the good crap? Yeah, you're talking about the first year. Yeah. No. Where's your crappy buddy at? No, no, no. no. He's good now. And I'm good now. For the first year and a half, crap. (laughs) But then we got our stuff together, and now it's a good show. Oh, okay. What's your name? Buffalo. Buffalo. How are you? Good to meet you. Real oh, well. How oh, good? I'm trying to find my show. It's on right now. At first, because it's not a show without the little fat dude. He's he's back in New York City. He's in drug rehab. That's a for him. Yeah, he's taking care of himself. That's good. Okay, I'm gonna try and get the show. All right. Good to meet you. Take care. I was just almost murdered.
1: Now his remote segments are the best. Like he. I almost wish he would just do that. Actually, I'd heard he's ending the show when this contract is up and he's mm-hmm. going to do a once weekly show that's going to be more remotes and him going. Cause he's like, he went to Cuba last year, the first, yeah. the first American to film in Cuba since the embargo. He's, he went to Armenia. He went to Germany and it's always hilarious. The way he interacts with people mm-hmm. is just the funniest. He's so good. With I remember people. when he went to
2: Ireland. And, and was just going around, you know, touristy spots in Ireland. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. But yeah, I've love, always loved Conan.
0: Now that we've talked to an hour about Conan. <laughs> well, it's a classic show. When we get to the,
3: when we get, uh, in a year or a few years, five years from now, how many of the shows on this list are we going to think were right. all time shows and that stuff? And I still
1: have, I cut out a page from Entertainment Weekly. I found a couple years after the fact that we used to have a subscription to it and it was, a review from Conan's Like first month of shows mm-hmm. And it was like Yeah good luck buddy You're going to be on The unemployment line soon <laughs> And I cut that out And saved it Same thing There was an X-Files review That was like Weird sci-fi On a Friday night Yeah good luck Fox <laughs> So I kept those two reviews Because I You know They would already been On the air a couple the, of years man, what so. are those worth now Oh I just uh, <laughs> well, I'll have to Check oh, no, I'll have to check
3: EB <laughs> Hey Michael You're number nine You have two minutes No <laughs> It's my turn Or I'll lose track here Uh My number 10 is A streaming show on Netflix um, Filmed in the UK It's kind of a Twilight Zone Techie show It's called Black Mirror it Started in 2011 um, There's been three seasons I think and a Christmas special I'm sure we've talked about it before
2: I awesome finally show. watched an episode of that For the yeah. first
3: time the other day Self-contained episodes are just you know they're hit or miss but for the most part they're a lot make you think mm-hmm. um, i
0: i think that's the whole reason why dimension 404 was able to be turned into a show is because of the popularity of black mirror
3: yeah it's a, it's a it's a great show i i watched that first season and when i got to the third episode i was just blown away and hooked and now i just gobble them up when they come out with them so are they, are
1: they doing more is it still That's, yeah
3: oh yeah they're they're still making them they're gonna have if well, they weren't they wouldn't be on the list true be on the list. we would
2: have to red he'd
1: flag
3: be, he'd be breaking thing. his own rules I'll tell you this there's a little flag on your list that we'll bring up <laughs> when we get there. what okay so good it's your turn Michael you're number 10
0: my number 10 is not the man of steel but it's the maid of might supergirl planet Krypton was dying
4: I was sent to Earth to protect my cousin. But my pod got knocked off course, and by the time I got here, my cousin had already grown up and become Superman.
1: And so I hid my powers, until recently when an accident forced me to reveal myself to the world. To most people, I'm an assistant at CatCo Worldwide
4: Media. But in secret, I work with my adoptive sister for the D.E.O. to protect my city from alien life and anyone else that means to cause it harm. I am Supergirl.
0: Unfortunately, she has fallen on the list with her repetitive storyline structures from her move from um, – is it NBC? CBS. C- CBS to CW. Um, I'm still watching it. I love the show. Uh, <coughs> unfortunately, what I'm not liking about it is they keep r- r- ripping storylines from Superman – Like they currently have this Daxamite storyline where I assume is going to be like a a rip off of the new Krypton series when he enlarged all the Kryptonians from the Kandor city. And then like they create a new state or something. But anyway, it's Supergirl keeps – the storylines keep referencing Superman stories. So it's a little agitating and there's too much sub – storylines going on with all the multiple characters and not focused on Supergirl enough but that's why she's at number 10. She fell off my list. I had her yeah. at number 11.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, she still's got wings to grow. She can come back. Yeah, I,
2: I still like Supergirl. Yeah. Um I think it, it it's a solid show. Yeah. It, it just to me it has a little too much too many characters, too much going, too many storylines going on. Right. All at once.
0: Just like the whole James and the Guardian, like this last episode, I was like, yeah. oh, thank goodness, maybe he's going to quit being the Guardian. Nobody cares about the Guardian.
2: Yeah, once again, we, you know, our, our pleas for a return of sexy James Olsen James and I, I doing away with the Guardian. There.
0: And on deaf ears I, I'm waiting for Lena Luther to be a little bit more evil Like They've planted the seeds for her to be evil But she's just not quite there And it has all these good possibilities And just hopefully they don't go the arrow route And start sucking James.
1: Yeah, I'm still tuning in every week I'm enjoying it, but it certainly has lost something From yeah. those early, early
3: days Number
1: nine.
3: All right, so now we are moving on to our number nines. We're starting with Jordan. Uh,
1: my number nine. I just felt like it had to be in my list. Uh, Legion. I'm still not convinced. I love this show. I'm still not convinced. I even know what's happening. But that first season was just so well made, as we've talked about before. I, I, I don't know. I need to see more of it. But it's it's so well-acted, well-made, well-produced, and it's just unlike anything else on TV. So I, I had to put it on my list, even though I'm still a little unsure about it.
3: I also really enjoyed it, and I liked it more when I binged the second half of the season. Just amazing visuals. Love Noah Hawley. Um I... It it was in my top twenty probably so yeah I, I love that
0: I've watched maybe one episode of it or part of one episode like I want to watch you just it. need to just binge it yeah.
3: sometime and it, you know in a couple settings maybe um I th- I think it well it shines that way it's it's so beautiful it's a great great pretty show um and then my number nine is a show um from. 2014, it's only had a couple seasons on HBO. It's called True Detective and I didn't even finish the second season. So this is kind of, this is what, this is a reason. I've almost
2: heard the first season
3: is great. That's the reason it's only nine. It could have been a top five show for me because the first season, it's eight episodes, got Matthew McConaughey and uh, Woody Harrelson. Um, this is after. McConaughey lost all this weight for uh Dallas Buyers Club and he, and he just had a weird look to him in the first place in this show. And it's just it's just a really it's a great detective show and it well, Michael it,
1: would not like it because he only likes it when Matthew looks a buff, super
3: buff Sahara, Matthew, yeah. <laughs>
0: That's right.
3: Um but anyway, the <laughs> I, it was just one of the best seasons of television it was really a nice tight eight episodes and then the second season they suffered from the super success of the first season they said we want the guy running hbo said we want to do that again next year because we got so much buzz put get another season done and they did one with colin farrell vince vaughn um, rachel mcadams and it did very poorly because it did not get the attention to detail the first season did. It was a totally separate story, and that's what they intend to do with the third season. But they they're taking their time. They're going westward with it. I don't know. They're hoping to give it give it the attention it deserves or to try they, to. Re- were, were both
1: seasons the same behind the camera people, or do they bring in a new? I, I'm not
3: positive. Okay. I, I thought I think partly. But I'm not sure. But I just know it was fantastic. There was a, one of the episodes that had a super long take that was so well done. And just, it was, a, it was a really good season of television. Um, And Michael, your number nine. Wait, you can't say it. It is higher on someone else's list. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. My number nine is. Later. <laughs> Cliff, your number nine.
2: Uh, number nine is the first sitcom on any of our list. Uh, ABC's Blackish. Which is, uh, Anthony. I
0: couldn't get into that show. I tried. Christy liked it.
3: Yeah, I, I've... I recorded it for a while only because it caught the end of another show <laughs> I was watching that kept getting cut off.
2: I think it's, it, it, it's definitely gotten better as, as it went along. Um this last season's been much better. But Anthony Anderson, who I, I've always really liked, uh, p- plays um, Dre Johnson, and it's about him and his wife Rainbow, um, which is...
3: L- Larry Fishburn born in yeah, it, too. Yeah, yeah.
2: He plays his uh, father, actually. I think he's the executive producer of the show. But Tracy Ellis Ross plays Rainbow, and their four kids. Um, it's very much... I- I've come to the conclusion that it's very much the modern-day Huxtable family. Like they're, you know, African American, very um, upper class, great jobs. You know, she's a doctor, he's a advertising executive. Um, you know, their kids are all very, you know, working their way through the today's millennial atmosphere, I guess. But but it's very funny. It's just, you know, Dre Johnson uh, growing up poor, black. And, uh, giving his kids everything now today, but yet regretting, you know, how they, what they do with it. So.
1: Cool.
3: Yeah, I've I've watched a couple episodes. I thought it was funny.
1: Yeah. A lot well, of acclaim it's been getting a lot, you know, not just Emmys and things, but, you know, for it's, the, it tackles it, a lot of social issues. It, it, yeah,
2: it does. And they'll have uh, several special issues. Mm Or episodes of a season that that do tackle, you know, very hot social issues of today.
1: And one where they go to Disney World.
2: (laughs) And one...
0: (laughs) Is that just in every sitcom? It's in every ABC. ABC. You can't
3: freaking just leave Mike's plans in the poster tube. You know, you gotta go get this back. (laughs) Yeah, so... I don't know. I, we we really enjoyed it as a family,
2: but yeah, it does. It, it touches on political issues and and social issues and, and and gives you a little lesson, um, or at least tries to present them, um, you know, as a in a different light from the
3: other side, I guess. So,
2: cool. Anyways, number
3: eight. Okay, now we're moving on to our number eight, and I'm starting it off. My number eight show has had 633 episodes. I've watched every one. (laughs) Because I'm sad. (laughs) (laughs) It is a reality show, so scoff. And it's not Survivor, as you may have thought.
1: It's stranded with a million bones.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Now, I, you know, when Survivor came out, I was, you know, got watching out with my mom and we got interested in it and I've watched all of that. and It's great. Um, but then they came out with a show that summer called big brother. And it's where a bunch of people live in a house with cameras and it's, you know, it's just like any reality show. People live together and they film it, but it has, there's something to it that is really interesting to me because these people, form relationships but they have to stab each other in the back to win do you the feel money like
0: it's more of a like voyeur type
3: yes it, it's just the fact that everything is captured anything that anyone says gets thrown back in their face later and they they do crazy things and i've 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 went beyond i'm a i've watched more than those 633 episodes
1: you watch the after show oh the, well honestly no
3: but they have the live feed. They, it's live feed 24 hours a day. I don't do that. I've never done that. But I've watched maybe clips here and there. But pe- there are people that watch all that all the time. they just round the clock are watching these people. I don't do that. I just watch the episodes. Well, I might listen to a podcast, people talking about what happened in between. Um, but I have watched it in other countries. I'm currently watching Big Brother I, Canada. I was going <laughs> to ask you about that,
2: if they still had that. I've watched
3: every season of Big Brother Canada. It's on season five. UK. It's. I've watched one season of UK. It's. They all do it a little bit different. Canada is really good, but some of the things they've done, like I remember watching the second season of Big Brother when 9/11 happened, and so one of the people that was in the house had a relative that died, and they. I mean, it was a thing, like, were they gonna let them know? Like, they don't get to know things in the outside hmm. world. People fly planes over the backyard to give messages of who's m- screwing somebody over. Or, th- or they'll have a relationship the whole season and at the end they have to screw them over. It's just that, that dynamic is amazing. But some of the little things they've done, probably the biggest one, one thing I'll mention was in one season, they had a theme called Project DNA. Where they had, and they repeated this one part of it again, where they had twins in there, and they had one, sisters, and one of them would be one of the people, and then they would switch them every couple days. And to see if anybody noticed that they had switched the twins out. And that was, that was, that's pretty interesting, but they actually had a brother and half brother and sister in there that did not know they were related. And it took them so far into the season, Before they figured out that they were related. And that was one of the most amazing conversations. To watch these people realize that they were related. Like, and it it was just... And I I was like, how did they get them both in the house? What it was, one of them had applied and they found out their backstory. And then they made sure that the other person... They like set up a... You know, recruited where they were working or right next door till they got them to sign up and had them in there. It was just really, and it's, it's reality show trash was one of the best ones done. See,
1: now I'm offended because you have made fun of my love for a certain show on my list. You say it's just people standing around in a semicircle talking. (laughs) Right. And literally every time I've ever flipped past Big Brother, it's someone like sitting in a hammock whispering. (laughs) That's all that show is. It's like, what do you think we should do guys? Should we invite the guy to the thing or do the thing? Like that's all that show is. Right, but it's all devious. (laughs) I will say it's funny, I was just talking to my friend Chad this week, fan of the show. Shout out to Chad out there. We were just talking about Big Brother and I was saying exactly that. (laughs) Who could watch the show? It's It's just looking at people sitting on a chair whispering.
3: There's more to it than that. But. Yeah,
1: there's more to people standing in a semicircle making jokes too, but we'll get there, I'm sure.
3: <laughs> and let's see, the num- number eight for Michael. What's her number eight?
0: When overachieving medical resident Liv Moore tends a party that turns into a zombie feeding frenzy, she ends up agrees. joining the ranks of the living dead. Determined to pass as human despite her pale appearance and newly listless demeanor, live forms a plan to resist her drive to consume flesh human brains by taking a job in a coroner's office i give you i zombie this is one of my guilty pleasure shows that i really enjoy very much so
3: don't feel guilty
0: uh because of the comedic presence of whoever brain she eats she takes on their personality so in the like the first season they had it where she had tricked this detective into thinking that she was psychic and that she was getting these flashes of uh, trying to solve this person's murder and what she had been doing each time is eating that dead person's brain and having flashes of memories so she can help solve the crime of how this person got murdered. But the co- the comedy. How
3: different is this from Chew?
1: Is this what's what was Chew about? Uh, Chew is I don't remember the medical term or or the, whatever the term is, but when he eats something, yeah, he would get the sense of whatever that thing was around or whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah, he was a medical examiner and would eat pieces of a body that solve the crime. on, I'm sorry,
0: but. It, it's just the comedic part of it is her taking on the personalities of the dead person and basically screwing things up every episode and trying to fix them.
1: Which that's um, a very good conceit for a serialized show because you can have a new case every week. Like it's a strong setup for what the show wants to be. Yeah,
0: like the last Cause it one. did not
1: survive as a comic. It's been there's been more shows and there have yeah, been issues of like, the
0: comic. I think the comic only lasted maybe eight issues, if that. And. <laughs> What?
3: <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. I gotta say this. I look over Clef's on his phone and I can read upside down that someone has commented on Facebook says, wow, Walt Disney, you did it again. And I, <laughs> and I look on my Facebook and he's the one that put it. <laughs> that's multitasking. That is awesome. I was like, oh look, he's following somebody that's telling him how great Walt Disney is. It's him. I'm following someone that's telling me how great Walt Disney is. <laughs> well,
1: he can't put Walt Disney on this list. So right. he, can't, he got he can't I'll, go an I'll hour. I'll get it in there somewhere.
0: <laughs> Back to iZombie. Uh, it's a show that's on CW, and a lot of actors that are regulars on this show have shown up in other CW shows. Um, the the coroner uh, actually just played a villain on a Supergirl episode, and then we actually had Major, her love interest, played. A henchman on the NBC Powerless show, Um so it's a good ensemble ensemble cast comedic show. And as far as if anyone's like not into blood or gore, like that's usually to a minimum that you see in the first five scenes of how she's <laughs> gonna cook the brains up because there's always this funky recipe she does with the brains to to digest them. So that's my number nine.
3: Your number eight, you mean?
2: And eight, eight. Cliff, you what's your number eight? You? My number eight is Netflix's Love, which is a show, uh, about that a guy. That was almost on my list. Yeah, about he a guy watched named.
0: watched it, too? I've been watching yeah, it. Yeah, he's
2: good, yeah, he, watch, yeah, he, he watched it. About, about the same, same time I did. I'm,
0: you guys, like, you guys have finished it, haven't you? Oh, okay. oh yeah. Yeah, like, I'm only into like six or seven episodes. Oh, okay. Cause I've been two
3: seasons in, it's got, you know, it's supposed to be carrying on from what I hear. It's, yeah, like, Judd, Judd Apatow. And you can
1: bring it up every time it's mentioned how you told Michael you should watch it. Yeah, Yeah,
3: that's right. I did tell you you should watch that show.
0: (laughs) I I keep going back to watch it. Christy Christy won't get into it because it's just a little too raunchy for her.
3: Well, it's about a guy. just raunchy enough for us.
2: Yeah, it's just right under the lip.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We can't make quotes about stuff we say off air.
0: References to We have the biggest... Most inside jokes that probably no one else gets.
2: Yeah, nobody's gonna get that but us. But In, yeah, that's it, that's it, just before for the us. show
3: Michael was looking stuff up on IMBD, said.
0: So. <laughs> keep it under the lip.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so anyways,
2: love is a show about a guy named Gus who is incredibly nerdy but somehow <laughs> relatable. Um
0: he has meet, this wit about him. That's he, he really, very...
2: yeah. He, he, he's he comes off very likable, um, even when he's not very likable, or does something not very likable. He seems
3: to just be surrounded by some real, <laughs> you know, pieces of work that makes him look better. I think is what well, it that was. could he's, be part of it. Uh, he's 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 dating a little beyond his coverage. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, definitely he's... a fictional show. Here, yeah, but.
0: Although she's screwed up enough in the show that you well, can see why well, that would work.
2: Exactly. That's the whole thing, and that's what gets me. So he meets a girl who is incredibly... Um, Damaged. Yes. She's got a lot of issues herself. Um, but but it's it sucks you in into both of their worlds, in a sense, and how they kind of meet in the middle. Um it's just a great show. It's something I've been watching recently that I'm very excited to see where it's going now. Yeah. I have these incredibly awkward moments in it that are
0: like you know, I just watched the their first date, the magic in the magic castle. Oh, where they go to the magic castle, yeah, yeah and she just completely ruins the whole experience. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a
3: show about relationships, and because it's streaming, you get to see stuff you wouldn't see on a regular show, right? Right. It's, I think it's well done. And, and, I really like.
2: It, it. I, I do too, and it has. And, and again, it has moments that I just, you know, I could just strangle somebody. I uh, mean, you get so involved with it. But yeah, so season three is coming up. If you haven't
3: watched it, binge it, um, and get ready for season three. All right, Jordan's number eight would have been on my list, but I'm not too sure it's coming back.
1: I thought it, there was like. There, he was taking like two years between seasons. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm pretty. I sure looked it so up that.
3: when I was making my list, and he, I read an interview with him saying that he wasn't doing anymore. But some people just say that, so it's okay. definitely you can you can definitely have it on here. Well, it's hanging in the air.
1: Yeah, at least. Could it's have not an, for
0: sure. It could have an good next to it.
1: Uh, yeah, good I enough. Number eight, Louis, the FX drama starring Louis CK dramedy starring yes. Louis CK Again, this is a show. I don't know how much I love it because I'll watch it and I won't necessarily laugh, but you'll just be like, that was weird. Like, it's just, it it throws so many curveballs. It comes from so many angles and there will be really dramatic stuff and there will be really silly stuff. They had a whole episode that just basically built to a big fart joke and that's all, <laughs> that's all the episode was. It was like somebody like a medical drama had to rush her to the emergency room and, and then it was like a, a two minute fart she let out. <laughs> and that was the punchline. It was like, and then it has, you know, it's had shows that have went viral, uh, famous when he, he was becoming friendly with an overweight woman, and she kind of berated him like, why don't you, would you never date a fat girl? And like that went so viral, it was just such a raw uh, emotional moment, a very honest dialogue between a man and a woman. And it's just – it's there's nothing – there's never been anything like it on TV. That's kind of a cliche that gets thrown around, but there really it's hasn't. True, it's not a sitcom-y sitcom. It's not a drama. I, I don't know what it is.
3: I kind of feel like that's one reason I, I think when I read that he might be – done. he's like, I don't know that I have more of that. Hmm. You know, just where he's addressed these real issues in there, and sometimes he doesn't. But sometimes there's just episodes like that that just really are – you know. They make a stamp in culture right then and get a lot mm. of attention, plus they he's really good in it and yeah. his, the girls play the play his daughters are really oh, good yeah, his
1: kids are amazing it's
3: fantastic <laughs> that one kid can play the heck out of the violin <laughs> and he's just like he and he he's like you can do that I'm gonna focus a scene on that, and that was just like an emotional thing to see he just like you're saying just the weird things you'd never see just a relationship he will have. With someone in his building that might just be lonely. Mm-hmm. And it's just like he he's very – it's very smartly put together and something that you get – you don't get from any other show. Definitely recommend to watch all of that.
1: And there's tons of guest stars and like all his comedian friends just – they go out to dinner after a show and it will just be a scene of people sitting around the table talking. That you have to feel like, oh, that would be what it would really be like to go out to dinner with these people. they just kind of, you know, ragging on each other and just being hilarious. So I, yeah, I can't, I, I can't com- compare it to anything. I can't explain it very well. It's just, it's, it's very, it's a very singular experience. Number seven.
3: Moving on to our number seven, starting with Michael.
0: Henser. Fart joke <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead that. I love when that they have a fart joke? <laughs> Insert it Or deep belch Followed by <laughs> copious amounts of alcohol The animated show Rick and Morty this isn't
1: real life. It's just another one of Rick's stupid promo commercials. I'm not eating. Rick, will you please explain to Morty that this isn't a promo commercial and that we're trying to have a nice family Thanksgiving dinner together? You can't do that, Jerry, because Morty's right. Promo commercial right now. What? What are you talking about? What the hell is a promo commercial anyway? It's a
0: disposable advertisement. It's meaningless. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's going to misrepresent the show. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to give a bad first impression. See, I told you, Dad. No!
1: I spent hours preparing this dinner. This can't be a promo commercial. You're lying. Beth, Summer, do something.
0: They're not going to help you, Jerry, because...
1: Oh my god. No! They were just
0: aliens trying to, trying to catch me and Morty because guess why? We're we're a couple of intergalactic criminals. No! <laughs> Whoa. Oh man! Yeah, pretty crazy, huh? But, but it doesn't matter because none of this has anything to do with the show, Morty. Uh, this is the animated show that I think that people our age are falling in love with more and more every day. <laughs> it comes off very easily as a stupid show, but the more time that you invest in it, it has all these clever references to all the nerd stuff that we love from Doc Brown to everything you can think of. Um,
1: even one more thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Doc Brown to McDonald's good. Szechuan sauce. Um, it's got it all. Uh, it, it's very, it's.
2: <sighs> I still have yet to watch an episode. I've first. watched
3: the, I, like I, said, I mentioned before, I watched the first season. I mean, the first episode mm-hmm. of the third season that was released on April 1st this year. And I, I really loved it. I had seen. A couple or parts of an episode before that, I didn't really was impressed with, but having seen that one full episode, I really enjoyed it. And I'll eventually, when I find time, I'll go back and start. I see
2: references to it everywhere. yeah,
1: oh, and, it and is I know very I, much in the y- current. Culture yeah, it really
2: isn't. In like I, I get the assumption that everybody else watches it, and I'm just in the dark here.
0: Well, here's how dark. Here's an example of how dark the show it's can good get. Segue. Is that. <laughs> They're not even living on their earth, like they completely. Rick and Morty completely ruined their universe, so they go to a parallel universe and kill their doppelgangers and bury them and live in no, that. No, their doppelgangers
1: died at a inopportune moment. Oh, they okay. Died early, so they just took their places. So then it's not that dark. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it can be comedic, light, heartwarming, and then it can go to some deep, dark places.
1: I have. I said they've been. Uh, Rerunning them in order over the weekends Like two episodes on a Saturday night Two episodes on a Sunday night So I've been catching up on it I'm about halfway through the second season And it almost made my list I like it so much I said it took a couple episodes for it to click with me It was just you know burping and odd references And I wasn't quite on the right wavelength And I don't do drugs So I wasn't (laughs) (laughs) going in from that direction Because that's very much a 420 thing guys let's get stoned and watch rick and morty yeah
3: but (laughs) uh yeah that's i think that's one of the reasons that i'm just like that's one of the
1: things i wouldn't jump into because like that
3: yeah when i start to think i want to watch it then a stoner i know on facebook shares it again and i'm just like oh well
1: yeah maybe that's what it is and i don't care but but there are it is very self-referential it doubles back like you'll see characters from previous episodes will just even be, just be in the background or they'll make some reference. Like it's very tightly plotted. It's very clever. I, I'm really enjoying it so far. I've, I've, yeah, I, I definitely recommend. It. Yeah, I'm going I'm to watch it. That's cool. So
3: Cliff, you're number seven. Uh, The Walking Dead. I've heard of that. It's yeah. a show
2: <laughs> on TV. Comic book. Yeah. So yeah, I'm still on, very much on the. Walking Dead train, um, Choo-choo. after all these years, I, I, it's, it's become just my wife and I's Sunday night thing. We do, um, you know, nine o'clock kids are in bed and let's sit on the couch and watch, you know, Rick and Michonne and
3: Mick, Rick and Michone. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah and
0: Carl and, and Sally and Michelle and yeah, all this <laughs> Gary, the mechanic. <laughs> You're so, pulling out old references
2: yeah, tonight.
3: <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's hit or miss. I mean, it's, it's had it's, from year to year. Yeah. It's,
2: some years are harder to stick with
3: than, but there's been times it's well, definitely it's when it's biggest, good, biggest it's show, really good, biggest show on television for a long time. Right. And you know, that's, it's losing its theme now, but it, it was something for a while. And,
1: And that's the other thing, when something is so popular, there's almost has to be a backlash. So people love to complain about it, love to make fun of it, Mm -hmm. or say, oh, who still watches that show? And then they tune in because they want to know what's going on. It was
3: never going to be able to keep that momentum. Nothing does. So, especially if you're going to try to go this many seasons, you're eventually going to really catch that backlash.
1: Yeah, if my top ten were shows like I never miss and I'm invested in, I, Walking Dead should probably be on my list because mm-hmm. I watch it live. As I said, every yeah. Sunday night at 9, I don't want to be spoiled the next day. Like, right. I'm right on top of it. I will complain about it and like, oh, that was silly, but I want to know what happens next. Like I'm I'm yep. just as, yeah, into it. And
3: I watch it on Fast Forward now. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's when I stopped, I quit watching it because I was really into it when it first started, first couple seasons. And I got to a point where I was fast forwarding through the majority of the plot, and I think that's the last
3: step before you quit watching it because that's what I did with Fear the Walking Dead was watch I don't fast forward until I just quit watching.
0: Last last season I watched was when they we're busting out of the train at the end or whatever. Yeah.
3: I will say that I did enjoy the end of this last
2: season. Yeah, I I did too. I really you know, and the coming of Negan has I think really kind of brought it back. Yeah. Um we're back to pushing some envelopes again. I think
3: that honestly they wore out their welcome with me with the whole when Negan came what the controversy with who he was going to kill and all mm-hmm. that and how they handled it and of course the uproar I was Part of the uproar. So, uh, you know, but yeah, since then, it's, it's, it's been coming back. Okay. Jordan, your number seven.
1: My number seven, I've referenced, I'm sure, several times on this podcast, but it's on true TV. Adam ruins everything. Mm -hmm. I just caught some little bit of it one night because the title just jumped out at me. Like, that's interesting. What's this about? Uh, it's a comedian, Adam Conover and his team of writers. Just tackle some subject. Like one of the first ones was about weddings. And you know, they, they always make a little plot line around it and he's invited to a wedding. He's like, well, you realize, you know, how diamonds are mined in Africa. There's a monopoly. Like, and he, and there's, like, oh, Adam stopped, you know, cause he says uncomfortable things people don't want to know about. And the best part is they put sources right on the screen. Like the, the link to an article he, he references will fly. You can look it up. You can check the facts. And I've read an interview with him that he says, he encourages people if they get something wrong. He wants to know about it because they want to go in and research and make sure everything they're saying is as factual as it can be. But Does it's you also want a very to funny.
0: Run for president?
1: Uh, probably not. No, <laughs> but they've done episodes on the drug war, on uh, 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 childhood, uh like the retention, you know, like summertime activities. How you know the, the, the problems with schooling and the problems with. You know all the you know losing all the retention of school stuff. I'm dumb. I need (laughs) I need to retain things. I can't speak. They've done lots of episodes over lots of things, and it's always entertaining. They've done the prison system, the justice Mm -hmm. system, and I've seen some of the things go viral, and some of the things are well, yeah, everybody knows that, and some of them are like, wait, what? And they just outrage you. And I like a good outrage and learning something (laughs) I didn't know. So I definitely recommend Adam ruins everything. Yeah. My number seven is a Netflix show that's about to start its fifth season,
3: and some people may be a little turned off by the thought of a politically um, corrupt politician played by Kevin Spacey in House of Cards. Um, but I'm Netflix. still excited. Yeah, still excited for the fifth season to come out. It's a uh,
1: that was one of the shows that kind of made Netflix. Yes.
0: All this thing. time I have thought it was on Amazon. What's no, wrong with me? I don't know. Okay.
1: That's uh, <laughs> is just
3: an example. They,
2: that's another podcast.
3: Um It when it came out, the first couple episodes, at least the first episode, it was directed by David Fincher, um, which got me interested and 'cause and it was beautiful and very interesting. But this is a great example of a show that I have to binge it when it comes out because there's usually, I don't, it might not get the attention it used to, but the first three seasons or so it got so much attention and it was like, Oh my gosh, did you see what happened in episode two or whatever? And it's like, I, you did not want to be spoiled because it was always something huge and devious. And it's just, and there's such great acting. Like I said, it's got Kevin Spacey and Robin Wright, um, Michael Kelly, uh, Mahershala Ali that would just won an Oscar. Uh, you know, Molly Parker and just a ton of great It's a gorgeous show. Um, and I don't know how it will hold up now after the reality of the political climate because he is just like his rise to power and what he's doing behind the scenes and all of that is so, was so exciting before. And now whether I'll be not interested anymore, I don't know, but I am excited about this season. It just how much I enjoyed the first definitely the first three seasons last season was okay um but it still makes the list for me number six um now we're to cliff's number six which was michael's number nine nice and barely barely did not make my list (sighs) I love this show. Wow, Superstore.
1: Okay, I was gonna say, what do you guys cross over? I now mean, <laughs> I stepped on clips reveals. Alright, yep. uh, see? Karma. Okay. One thing I would say,
3: I would say first off, I, 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 I really should out of on my list because when we sat down to watch shows, when, you know, me and my son sat down to watch shows, mm-hmm. the first thing he asked yeah. me, and he wouldn't even have to be there, you know, well, he does have to be. I'm not allowed to watch it till he's there. But the first thing he says, only a
1: monster would watch a show. I, <laughs> they, they promised they would wait. For him. <laughs> what kind of person oh. Who does that? Oh yeah, that's hilarious. Inside joke number two.
3: Yeah. Um. Anyway, first thing he says, we got we got a Superstore because that's what we're gonna watch first. Yep. If the world ends, we want to have seen the latest <laughs> Superstore episode. So yeah, it was probably I would call it my number eleven. Go on.
2: When our own tornado comes through, right. I, I don't want to be the person that hasn't watched the tornado episode of <laughs> Right, yes. No, it's just,
3: I, it's office. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the closest thing we have to the yeah. office right now. And,
2: and that was immediately my, you know, attachment to it.
0: Yeah. Well, it's the same thing of like the office, like anyone that worked in an office knew how things were and everyone, like obviously yes, the, this show is based off of Walmart. And right. The, well, retail
2: in general, yeah.
0: Right. Yeah, well, it, to me, it's Walmart. <laughs> but because but, of the attraction of the certain types of people that shop at Walmart that you see crazy things happen. Like, when, I'm sure Big Loss would be another one that you would probably see similar mm-hmm. situations. But can you think of outside of those two of other department stores where you see certain types of characters like these act the way they do?
3: Right. You see those uh, people of Walmart videos on... Uh, Facebook or YouTube—that's the—that's the show, you know. Even the, yeah. the eclectic group of people you have working there in the first place. But but that—that's a show in itself. But then when you add all these background, oh characters my gosh, to I love those are my favorite parts of the show. <laughs> when they just show a little blip in between scenes of someone shopping at Cloud Nine, yeah, like one of my favorite scenes is the person walking down the aisle, half paying attention, reaching up on the shelf at and grabbing. So a thing of toilet cleaner which is right beside the parmesan cheese and in the exact same <laughs> container <laughs> you're like did they want toilet cleaner or did they or are they having spaghetti tonight? <laughs>
0: uh, i like the one where the guy goes in and uh, goes to the de- deodorant aisle and puts some deodorant on and puts the, thing Put the back in. Oh yeah,
2: I've witnessed that many times. <laughs> in my own personal many life. Times? <laughs> oh yes. Uh, but yeah, it, it is, I, lo- I love the, the character, the cast yeah. uh, and the characters. Um, you know, and we have the whole, uh, kind of almost a Jim Pam type yeah, thing going America on. America Prairie and yeah. what's the guys, I can't think of his I, I can't think of his name. You know, even the, the store manager, Glenn, it's just so outrageous. He's a star of the show. As yeah. Far
3: as I'm Every scene so, he's ben in. Ben Feldman is Jonah. America Ferrer is Amy. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we can't forget Dina. Yeah. Oh. The security, uh, there's just a ton. The, uh, Mark McKinney plays Glenn. Yeah, Mark McKinney.
0: The manager has like 25 adopted kids.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it's just so. It's, it's the best sitcom on TV right now. I, I would say, I, I think that's, yeah, it's it, definitely it, worth watching. If you like The Office, you're going to love this. Right, right. That's, that's the bottom it's line. It's not to that caliber. It's not as good as The Office, but, but it's all you got right yeah. now to, <laughs> to give you that feeling. Have you
1: watched it, Jordan? Uh, if, if I'm home and it's on, I'll turn it on, but mm-hmm. it's not one I try to catch every week. Yeah. yeah. They
2: had us, the season finale, um, they all got trapped in the, in the store through a tornado and it comes through the store and rips the entire roof off. It's a great episode. Like, and and it really surprised me because like the, the wind and the tornado winds coming through. I mean, it was very realistic in a lot of ways.
3: And it was really, and it it was a tornado. They were all, their lives were in a tornado. I mean, they're having, there was like relations, people were having relationship problems and they were possibly going to have to fire some employees. So just all this happening at once. In fact, the, I think they fired some employees, and then the tornado was hitting. They had to stay there they in the store. <laughs> right. Anyway, yeah, it's a great show. Great show. Okay, Jordan, you're number six.
1: My number six, if you however many hours of Big Brother you've seen... I'm sure I've seen ten times the amount of...
3: You have seen uh, at least five times the amount of Conan shows. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but this would be hour for hour. I've seen more episodes of The Daily Show than any show probably ever. But <clears throat> The Daily Show is not my number six, sadly. Um, I watched The Daily Show through college with Craig Kilborn as the host. I remember the transition to Jon Stewart. Like, who's this weird guy? And Jon Stewart turned it into a powerhouse political like a an important part of you know nightly political discourse and he retired on top and they brought in trevor noah who is a fine comedian i it just hasn't it doesn't have stuck that spark with yeah
2: it did before but i watch is I'll,
3: I'll say this for him he's not appealing to our demographic where John, where John Stewart was. Yeah. He's going for a younger demographic.
1: So I'm not sure what changed the writing or the the performance. I, I'm not sure what it was, but I I missed very few daily shows. And then when Colbert came on, it then became the Colbert Report and it was an hour and I've always said that was my like release valve at the end of a night because you know, being out in the world and hearing all this crazy political stuff, or it never was, it wasn't always political either. They'd talk about entertainment or culture or whatever was going on. And you're just, everything is crazy. Who is, who is <laughs> believing any of this? And there at the end of the night was Jon Stewart to poke the balloon and say, look, this is all ridiculous. And you're like, thank you. Someone else out there knows this is crazy. And who I think should have taken over for the Daily Show was Samantha B., the correspondent. agree. Mm-hmm. And her show, Full Frontal with Samantha B., has taken up the mantle of The Daily Show for yeah. me. And it is now the smartest, maybe John Oliver, maybe neck and neck with John Oliver. Well,
2: they, you know, they both came from The Daily Show. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, uh, I don't get HBO, so I don't get to watch John Oliver. So, you know, the closest I get now is Samantha B and her show. Every episode, something goes viral with it and I see it on Facebook the next day. Like, it is just some of the smartest politics. You may not agree with her politically. I could see not enjoying her point of view, if you if you if you don't maybe align with her, but the comedy is really sharp. She has a really good stable of uh of writers and performers, and she's just doing some of the most vital, important political comedy right right going on today. Right,
3: and where some of these guys like like I said, I think I I think Seth Meyers has surprised me with how well he's doing it, and John Oliver, and she is absolutely right there with them, yep. and you get. A uh, female perspective. A lot of these guys cannot yeah. do what she's doing. She she's really gives you something, things you haven't thought about. And I, I agree. I really enjoy watching. I her. forget about her and her show,
2: and then just randomly run across it. And then every every time I do, I'm like, oh, this is brilliant.
1: Yeah. But it's on, it's again, it's on it like you know Wednesday night at ten thirty or something. And, you know, they rerun Conan like three times throughout the
0: night. Mm-hmm. And
1: then they run, uh, you know, that Angie Tribeca, whatever shows yeah. are on TBS, they rerun constantly. They don't rerun her show very often. So if you don't catch it there mm-hmm. or I guess some people have DVRs or something or streaming. Well, shows or I, I
2: catch pieces, bits and pieces of John Oliver and Samantha B on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, yeah, each, every episode they have something that, yeah. you know, reaches out there, but I don't know. I feel like TBS has something and they're not, Doing enough with it. They need to, she needs to be front and center on the TV landscape. So we're doing our part with our, our yeah. listeners.
3: We're letting you know. <laughs> um, my number six is a show that I watched. It was on HBO a couple of years ago and I watched the first five episodes and quit watching it. And then recently started watching it again and it's just amazes me. It's called the leftovers and it's hmm. i've heard of that yeah it did any of you guys watch lost
0: is it, yeah. it leftovers is that where like all these people it is appeared, what like, after what the do rapture people, what yeah. well
3: some people think it's the rapture okay. what do wow. people do when faced <laughs> with un- he just put you in i know crazy. i'm just saying though i'm going to get to the point that they, they haven't explained it
1: <laughs> the look he just gave cliff he's like let's
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, just sit It's very clear in the show that nobody knows what it is. Why these people disappeared. Don't
1: presume
3: Clement. I am BD. Yes. You better I am BD it. So what do people do when faced with unexplainable loss three years ago when the the show started? 2% of the earth's population disappeared.
0: 2%? Yes. That's not a whole lot.
3: Right. So it's only like five or 10 people, right? Yeah,
1: like 25% of us could disappear. In the <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: wouldn't even miss them. The, <laughs> so anyway, so yes, and it's how everyone reacted to that. Yeah, obviously a lot of people thought it was the rapture and a lot of people think it's other, everyone has a lot their lot own of theories. smart people
2: think it's the rapture.
3: <laughs> yes. Why don't you just commit suicide? Like. <laughs> Since you're so sure, there's this great, that thing happening afterwards. Um. anyway, it's, the reason I brought up Lost is for one reason, is very similar to Lost because nothing is explained. Is where, there's only three seasons of this show, there are, uh, it's in the middle of the third season of only eight episodes, and the thing is they never knew whether they were going to be renewed season to season. And I'm glad it's getting its third season. Um it is from Damon Lindelhoff, who did lost. And you know, whether he's gonna stick the landing or not, I don't know. But he's come out and said they're not gonna try to really answer things. Um but it asks so many interesting questions that I can't stop watching it. I like I said, I watched the first five episodes and was like, whatever, and quit because I just didn't get it. And then I heard a lot of buzz about the second season, and so I heard the third season was starting I started watching it over and about the time about the end of the first going in the second it starts getting really great and i I've tried I love I'm not going to because it would take forever but I love explaining the show what's happening in the show to people I work with or my son. And they just say, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. What else? You know, because it just, I c- couldn't even begin. They've changed the um, theme song at the beginning of the show several times. They had, uh, one recent episode had the theme from Perfect Strangers. Because there's one of the guys from Perfect Strangers is in it. And alki No. Um. He was taken. He was, ta- <laughs> was taken? Yeah. It, it's, I, I'm not going to. But anyway, the other guy, yeah, it's the other guy,
1: Cousin Larry. It's
3: it, it's it's very interesting. It's
1: not the Rapture, Larry.
3: It's, uh, he's... I want more Balky Do more. Balki? I don't even. I don't. I don't even remember I think that. Oh. I really think everyone that disappeared is in Mepos.
2: <laughs> we haven't
3: figured out. <laughs> what a twist (laughs) anyway it's kind of rocked up it's got carrie coon in it who is in a show we watch i won't mention because we're going to mention it later but she does a fabulous job in it and regina king has had a couple crazy good episodes in acting it's just an emotional show that makes you think and i have had to listen to podcasts about it and i've got so much more out of it realizing some tying things together and symbolism and things like that is a very it is lost all of it. Do you have days.
1: a little notebook dedicated to it?
3: Uh, it's all in my all in my brain. <laughs> your brain notebook. Brain notebook. <laughs> all right. So we're uh, your number 6, Michael, you can't say. I figured. It's just, just teasing you cuz it's higher on somebody's list.
2: All right, Seth. Now we're going to stop right there at the end of our number 6s of our favorite current television shows. And next week, we're going to do our number five through number one. So join us then. As always, you can find us at www.udownwithkpp.com, on the Twitter, at the Kapow Podcast. And until then, goodbye forever.